Hey there, how are you? This is Charmaine Walters, night nanny, sleep coach and blogger at soundlysleeping.co.uk. So I wanted to come on today and just talk a little bit about sleep, (laughs) sleep and babies. I read a Magda Gerber quote a few days ago that really did stick in my head. For the life of me, I cannot find it right now, but I wanted to kind of elaborate on what it was that she said in this quote. Now, the quote was along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to quote it word for word because I can't remember it and I can't remember where I saw it, but she basically described and talked about sleep and said that basically our role as a parent is not to make our children sleep but to create an environment or a space or an atmosphere, if you like, that makes it easy for a child to go to sleep and then allow sleep to happen. And I really loved that quote because I think it helped me as a night nanny and a parent to understand sleep a little bit better and I felt that it was a great way of me being able to share with parents what I know about sleep. Now when I am speaking with mums and dads who come to me for help and support I always say to them and explain to them that you don't actually need to teach your baby how to sleep. Our babies and our little ones are born already knowing how to do that. What they have difficulty with is learning how to sleep independently. And I also say to parents that there are three things that are really vital for you to understand in order to help your baby to become a sound little sleeper. Because I don't believe sound sleepers or sound soundly sleeping babies happen by accident. I think they are created and happen on purpose. And I've always found and realised myself that when my baby became a great sleeper, or a very good sleeper rather, or the parents that I work with who come to me and have really good sleepers, they all have these three things in common. The first thing is that they understand that the ability to sleep through the night independently is actually a skill. So as I said before, we don't have to teach our babies how to sleep. They already know how to do that. It is for them learning how to do so independently that needs to be nurtured and learning how to sleep independently is a skill and like all skills in order to perfect that skill we have to practice it before we can master it and I think that's why our little ones sometimes end up being really good sleepers and other little ones sometimes really struggle with it because as with all skills in life there are some of us that are really good at some things and some of us that struggle a little bit but with practice can master it and I believe it's the same with sleep. Secondly when you're a parent if you can understand that how your little one sleeps is a mixture of their nature and their nurture so you know as I said before and I've said time and time again to parents on podcasts and in blog posts there are some kids who are just naturally great little sleepers they're naturally quite chilled and laid back and for them being a a sleeper falling asleep easily and seamlessly just comes naturally for other children just like adults you know they can be a bit more highly strung they can find it a little bit more difficult to relax they can be a little bit more anxious and so for them we have to help them to get to sleep more so than those who are naturally good at it so when you think about sleep being a mixture of nature and nurture it means if you take into consideration your little one's natural personality and their temperament when it comes to being able to relax and wind down and then nurture the rest of those skills that they need to help them to become great sleepers you can influence how they sleep with habit and with routine and with associations 
And by doing so in line with their unique personality and temperament, again, you can help your little one to become a great sleeper. And lastly, I think when parents know and understand that sometimes, no matter how tired our little ones are, there are reasons why they will struggle with sleep at times. And if we can know and understand what those reasons are, we can plan ahead for them and counteract them so that when we know or aware of the things that can have an impact on our little one's unique ability to sleep, we can plan ahead. Now, I bought a book last year written by the brilliant Emily Jane Clark, who is a journalist, and she writes about her experiences of sleep deprivation and how she copes when she had two little children who weren't the best sleepers. Now, if you haven't got the book, I really advise you to go and get it. It's called Sleep is for the Week, and it's called How to Survive When Your Baby Won't Go There to sleep now it's not a baby sleep manual it's not a book that explains to you how to get your baby to go to sleep but what it does do is it talks about the really the realities of sleep deprivation it talks about you know this mother's experience with postnatal depression and it's just a generally very funny book so i advise you to go and get it and have a read of it it's a coffee table book if you like now, in this book, she refers to her little ones, her darling children, as little sleep thieves. And her website is stolensleep.com. So please do go and check it out because her blog posts and her, her articles are very, very funny. And sometimes actually very reassuring when you are having a really crappy night of sleep with your little one. But as I was saying before, she refers to her babies or her little ones as the sleep thieves. And I felt a little bit bad for for her kids because in many respects, it's not so much that our kids are the sleep thieves. After 18 years of working overnight with little ones, I am in firm, I firmly and genuinely genuinely believe that when our little ones are waking up at 2, 3 and 4 a.m., they actually don't want to be awake at that time any more than we do as parents. But as I was saying before, learning to sleep or getting back to sleep independently is a skill and sometimes they need a little bit of help with the practice of that. And so when I was referring earlier and talking about the reasons why our little ones will struggle with sleep, as you can imagine, there are a plethora of reasons why our little ones struggle with sleep. And how I help and support the parents that come to me struggling with how their little ones sleep is I explain to them and let them know that if your little one isn't sleeping, as I said before, they don't want to be awake at 3am any more than we do. So if we can find out the reason why they're struggling with sleep, if we can get to the root cause of their sleep resistance or their sleep struggles, we can plan and create a solution that helps to meet that need so that that little one can get to sleep. Now, I use like a four-step process when I'm working with parents to help to troubleshoot and problem solve and get to the bottom of why little ones sleep. What I tend to do is I ask parents to observe and reflect and to keep a journal just so that I can look back at what's gone on over the last couple of days and a couple of weeks to see if I can identify the root cause of why little ones struggle with sleep based on their behaviour. Because as you can imagine and appreciate, when they're babies and they're toddlers, one, they don't know the reason why they can't sleep. And two, they even if they do know, they can't tell us. And the only way that we as parents or sleep consultants or coaches can identify that cause is to observe their behaviour. 
I um my background my professional background I started off as a nursery nurse and I trained and did the NNEB many many years ago far too many years ago than I care to admit to but when we were studying and training to do the NNEB um, observation and record keeping was extremely important observation and basically writing down what we saw our little ones demonstrate what we saw children doing and it was important to write down what we saw and when we saw it rather than writing or recording our opinion of it it was important to take a snapshot of what was actually happening in that moment so that we could go back and analyze the information that we had in front of us and then draw opinions and then analyze and come to the conclusions as to what their behavior was demonstrating to us now as I was saying before my background is um in early years I've worked in day nurseries I've worked as a nanny and I've worked as um a manager and a room leader of a baby unit and when I was working here in the UK and doing that we have a framework within which we work to help us to further the development of the children that we're caring for and again observing and taking note of what they're doing and when they're doing so that we can plan on how to further their development is extremely important and when we're working with under twos we are looking at various areas of development we're looking at physical development we're looking at emotional personal and social development we're also looking at communication and language although that doesn't really come into play for under twos but I realized that in working and looking at sleep in pretty much the same way we can identify and figure out the reasons why our little ones will struggle with sleep and I created categories to look at to help me to identify the reasons why our little ones struggle with sleep and those categories of reasons why our little ones struggle with sleep I refer to as the real thieves of sleep like what I did there as you can imagine I'm a fan of the Real Housewives franchise and that's where I came up with the real thieves of sleep titles because those are the real sleep thieves our kids aren't the sleep thieves you know children are born not knowing how to sleep independently how they sleep now has not changed but how we parent and the world that we live in has changed a lot over the years and so I thought if I can create a framework within which to help parents to identify the reasons why their little ones aren't sleeping it makes it a lot easier to create solutions and plan ways that we can help them to get the sleep that they need and that we can prevent those real sleep thieves from stealing sleep from our little ones so I'll give you those four categories now the four categories that I have divided the real thieves of sleep into are physical emotional and social cognitive and sorry, not emotional, social, physical, emotional, cognitive slash intellectual. And then the last category is either environmental and social. And what I do is when I'm observing and or going over what a parent has recorded, I'm looking and asking questions of the information that's in front of me to help me to identify what category of sleep thievery (laughs) we are dealing with and so that's what I wanted to share with you today I wanted to give you the opportunity to help you 
to do what it is that I do when I'm working with the parents that I'm working with. There is always an underlying cause. There's always a reason why your little one isn't sleeping or is having difficulty with sleeping. And so I wanted to share with you how you can observe and record what your little one is doing throughout a 24-hour period, over a period of days, and to look back at what you've recorded to analyse and to identify. We're investigating, you may as well say, what's going on with our little ones so that we can figure out which thieves are stealing our baby's sleep. So if you would like to learn more about how to journal and how to identify and analyse what it is that you have recorded to help your baby get some sleep, I urge you to come along onto Facebook and join my Facebook community because from Monday the 23rd of April, I'm going to be sitting down with mums in that group and every day we're going to come together we're going to analyze what we've recorded and we're going to ask ourselves questions about what we are seeing and then from that analysis from the questions that we're asking the answers will give us the reasons as to why our little ones are struggling with sleep because when you know why they're not sleeping it makes it so much easier to figure out and to create solutions around it. So for example, if you realise that your baby is waking up for a physical reason, it means that you can create a plan of action to counteract overnight hunger or food intolerances or illness or whatever it could be that is falling under the physical category of sleep thievery. For example, you might find after a couple of days observation that the reason why your little one is struggling with sleep could be for developmental reasons. And that would come under cognitive slash intellectual because for me, the way that the baby's brain grows and develops can have an impact on the way they perceive the world around them. And it can cause feelings of emotions and anxiety. And all these things play a massive part in how our little ones sleep. So if you're listening to this podcast right now and you'd really like to learn more about how to take note of what is happening with your little one and when it's happening or what that indicate what that behavior is indicating to us and showing us, then I urge you to go along to Facebook right now or go into your browser and type this down so that you can find the group and join us. Even if you're listening to this after April the 23rd, you can still come along into the group and join us. I will leave all the information there so that you can look back on it and find it and journal by yourself if you want to. So type into your browser bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash we want sleep, all lowercase, all one word. We, W-E-W-A-N-T-S-L-E-E-P, bit.ly forward slash we want sleep and join us. When you join the group, I will welcome you. I will add you to a welcome thread and I will encourage you to introduce yourself to the group and let us know why you have joined. And then that way, when we get started on Monday, the April the 23rd, all you'll need to do is just tune into the group every day. Turn on the notifications for the group and every day I'll be talking a little bit about what to look for, the questions to ask yourself and even the things to look out for in order to write down. Because sometimes when you're sleep deprived and you're overwhelmed, you're thinking, I don't even know what to write. So I'm going to be giving you action points and things to look for and things to help you to identify the unique reasons why your little ones will struggle with sleep. 
I don't usually offer a one-size-fits-all approach to solving sleep struggles because our babies are all unique. Our babies are all different and our parenting styles are unique too. And I think it's very important that we get clarity on what's really going on and find out the root cause rather than just trying things like controlled crying or crying it out because those ways of changing or shaping your baby's sleep habits can have an impact on your baby's mental health and it can also have an impact on the security and the trust between you and your baby and trust me if your baby's attachment to you is a little bit insecure and if that's threatened getting to sleep getting little getting sleep for your little one is going to become even more tricky so it's my goal to share with you what I have learned in the many years that I've worked as a night nanny and the many years that I've worked in early years what I know about children so that you can help your little one master the skill of sleeping independently as I said our babies don't want to be awake at 3am any more than we do so if we can get clarity on the situation if we can find out what's really going on and get to the root cause of the sleep struggle we can help our babies to overcome that and to master the skill of sleeping independently so as I said go along to Facebook you don't even need to go to Facebook go into your phone or go to your desktop type into the browser bit.ly b-i-t dot lee forward slash we want sleep all lowercase and join us in the group i will welcome you i will accept you there are actually three questions that you need to answer before you can get into the group because i want to make sure that people who join the group can get as much from it as they possibly can and that they're joining for the right reasons so go along join the group and on april monday april the 23rd we are going to get started we're going to be talking about what it is that we're recording and what i actually urge you to do right now is to go and get a notepad notebook just ready for this challenge i don't even want to call it a challenge because i don't want it to feel like work i want it to become something that becomes a habit for you something that makes it easier for you to recall and remember what's going on with your little one just so that we can identify what's going on and the beautiful thing also about keeping a journal is that on the days when we keep notes of what's going on when our babies are sleeping what they're doing and so on and so forth on the days that they are really struggling it's really useful to look at what's happening because there are days when they're going to get it right and they're going to sleep really, really well. And on those days, you can look back on your journal and think, okay, well, that worked really well, that didn't. And then on the days when they're really struggling, you look back at your journal and you can say, okay, well, this is what happened. It makes it much, much easier to pinpoint and identify what's really going on with our little ones and to gain clarity on the situation. So I'm going to help you to identify the real thieves of sleep. So go along, join the Facebook group, tag me in the posts let me know why you've joined and be ready to get started on monday april 23rd take care see you soon and if you'd like to find out more a bit more about me and the work that i do go along to my blog at soundlysleeping.co.uk or come and find me on instagram take care see you all soon